0: The reading today is taken from Psalm 130. It's on page 624 in the Bibles. Page 624, Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord, more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good, good morning to you, Emmanuel Church. Amen. So good to be here. Uh, I'm so thrilled to be here because it's so easy to remember my name because <laughs> Emmanuel is at Emmanuel today. <laughs> Waiting on the Lord. Psalm 130 is one of the Psalms of Ascent. Uh, these psalms were sung by Israel in their pilgrimage to Zion. Psalm 130 is also one of the seven penitential psalms, psalms who, which just say, we are sorry, Lord. We repent of our sins. It expresses sorrow for sin and asks for God's forgiveness. It is also, interestingly, one of the psalms of trust. Let us pray. May the words of our mouth, O God, and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Amen. Waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. Can I have the second slide, please? Thank you. The psalm starts in the depths, in trouble, in deep pain and distress. But as we read along, we will then see that it rises to high of assurance. The psalm is a call for help and it is about waiting for the Lord in hope. In my view, the big idea of this psalm is that the Lord hears the cry of the sinner for mercy. and. It thus encourage us to wait in hope for his redemption. In unpacking this psalm, uh, three things stand out. Cry to the Lord for mercy. Two, we wait for the Lord expectantly. And three, Put your hope in the Lord. Stay with me as we go through these points. And we start with the first one. Cry to the Lord for mercy. If you keep your Bibles open to to that psalm, from verse 1 to 4, we read this. Out of the depths, I cry to you, Lord. Lord hear my voice let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy for you Lord for if you Lord kept a record of sins Lord who could stand but with you there is forgiveness so that we can with reverence serve you the first part of waiting on the Lord is to cry out for mercy And there are three ways of doing this here, as we see in this passage. The first part says, crying out of the depths. And that is the first sign of waiting. The psalmist begins with this desperate cry to the Lord. He cried from a low and deep place. Verse 1 and 2. The depths portray a place deep beneath the surface is a water image, a picture of ocean depths. And there is a similar imagery in Psalm 103 where I quote, the flood will have engulfed us, the raging waters would have swept us away, verse 4 and 5. So the depths represent when you hit rock bottom and you realize that you can't fix this on your own. Whether the problem is financial or an illness or a relational problem, you are in the place of deep and personal pain. When you recognize that your life your very very life depends on God, you would not stop crying out to him for mercy. Please don't stop praying when you are in the depths. The second reason for asking for mercy is this, God does not keep a record of sins. In verse 3, we see what caused the psalmist to cry out for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? We live in a fallen world, and the truth is, we have all sinned and fallen short of God's glorious ideal. Romans chapter 3 verse 23, sin has a big eye in the middle, it puts me on the throne and sin spoils everything. So none of us, yes I repeat, none of us can stand if we come before God in our sins. Sin is the greatest debt humanity has sunk into. And we need to cry out to God for mercy. Thank God for the prayers we were led through this morning here which really looked at that for us. Looked at the mirror of our society. The world today and even in our church today we are asked to embrace to celebrate, to affirm, and to bless what God has not blessed. God calls us, as it were, to join that publican or the tax collector in Luke chapter 18 verse 13 who cried out, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The third reason for crying for mercy is seek forgiveness and fear, which we see in verse 4. But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Divine forgiveness is an act of God's mercy that removes the record of sin that stood against us. And if you check Psalm 103 you'll see what he does for us for I quote as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us when you put your faith in Christ God chooses not to remember your sins against you forgiveness and fear of God then lead us to reverence and worship of God. When you are separated from God because of your sins, you are truly in the depths. But when you cry out to God for mercy in Christ, he will hear and forgive. So we look at the second part of our text, which is, we wait for the Lord expectantly. We wait for the Lord expectantly and there are two ways that we can see from this from the psalmist example there are two ways that he went about it. One, we, our hope is in God's Word. Our hope Is in God's Word look at verse 5 I wait for the Lord my soul waits and in his word I put my hope we're not just waiting for help but we're waiting for the Lord himself and our hope is based on God's Word please do not base your hope on your feelings or your circumstances, but base your hope fully on the Word of God. For the Word of God is settled forever. The Word of God is the same yesterday, today and forever. His Word he will not break. And every word that he speaks fulfills the object for which it has been sent. His word never goes back to him void. Trust God's promises to you in scripture. Claim God's promises in Christ. And pray God's word back to him. The second part is his waiting was more profound than more than watchmen wait for the morning. Verse 6. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. It's a picture of watchmen waiting for the break of day, looking forward to the end of their shift. Waiting, expecting, and anticipating. The repetition is a poetical device that increases the sense of longing and expectation already built into the psalm. By way of illustration, in my working life, even though not as much now as it used to be, I have experienced long hours at work, followed by statutory night calls, which sometimes dragged on and on. And as a father, I also know the pains of sitting by the bedside of a sick child, tired but unable to sleep, desperate for relief. The psalmist here tells us that the nights were long as some of you must have experienced and as I have also experienced and he had to wait for it. But morning came every time. Verse 6 is a beautiful image because it presents to us both the sense of longing and waiting along with the certainty that the morning will arrive. The night is real, the night is dark and the night is long but he has no doubt that the morning will come and so he waits expectantly. Your pain may be severe, the doctor's report or prognosis may be negative or poor but put your hope in the Lord. Verse 7 to 8, put your hope in the Lord. We're talking about waiting for the Lord in hope and we have seen that the first part of waiting on the Lord is to cry out to him for mercy. The second part is to wait for the Lord expectantly. Now we're looking at the third part that's that simply asks us to put our hope in the Lord. In verse 7 and 8 it says, "All Israel put your hope in the Lord For with the Lord is unfailing love and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from their sins. The psalmist is still waiting, is still in in waiting mode when he suddenly turns and encourages the rest of his fellow Israelites to put their hope in the Lord. And there are three things we see in these verses. with the Lord, A, where the Lord is unfailing love, B, where the Lord is full redemption, C, and the Lord himself will, will redeem Israel from their sins. Let's look at each of them briefly. With the Lord is unfailing love. The word translated unfailing love In verse 7 is the Hebrew word for God's covenant love and mercy. God will never break his covenant with his people. Human love can come and go and often fails when we need it most. You know of broken relationships. You know broken promises. You know of broken uh, 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 pledges because of the fickleness of human love and affection. But not God's love. God's love is unfailing. Hallelujah. His love is unfailing, is dependable. where the Lord is full redemption, With the Lord is full redemption. This redemption was foretold in the sacrifices of the Old Testament but was brought to fulfillment in Christ's sacrifice on the cross and so we are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus, Romans 3, 24. Later in the service, we'll be gathering around the communion table in remembrance of what Christ did for us. His once and for all sacrifice to buy us back from sin see the Lord himself will redeem his people from their sins why should you put your hope in the Lord I say to you put your hope in the Lord because with the Lord is unfailing love put your faith and hope in the Lord because with the Lord is full redemption and then the Lord himself will redeem his people from their sins. We couldn't redeem redeem ourselves and so God sent his son, his own son into the world to die for us so that we might be redeemed. As we conclude, I want us to go back to that image of that man in the depths, please. Thank you. In the slide. Thank you. The Christian message is a message of hope. Is there hope for the hurting? Is there hope for the helpless? Is there hope for the sinner? The answer is yes, yes, yes. Those who wait on the Lord wait in hope. No one likes to wait. And yet, life is full of waiting. We wait on that mail that we're expecting. We wait on answers to our questions, we wait at the mall to pay at the checkout, we wait on traffic lights, we wait for the end of our work shift, we wait on the medical report or medical test. It goes on and on but God will never disappoint you Where the Lord is unfailing love and where the Lord is full redemption no matter how deep the pit God's love is deeper still for some your temporal suffering and challenges may not end now But in the life to come, there awaits you an eternal reward of unimaginable value. So what do I say? Don't stop hoping, don't stop trusting, and don't stop waiting. Let us pray. We thank you Lord for we were not a people in the past but we are now your people. Thank you for the light of the gospel, the light that shines in the darkness, the light that illuminates the paths of people. We pray for your children here. And those listening online, that Lord, as they apply these words to their lives today, your full redemption will come into their lives. That Lord, you will be their God, they will be your people. And help us, Lord, to be sensitive to your presence all the time. So that we can separate ourselves from the contaminating influence of the philosophy of the world today and sin as it is. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.